Well, hello and welcome to week three of our series, This is Cultivate. If you're watching somewhere online or listening by podcast, maybe you're watching at Alabaster Living TV, we want to welcome you to this week's church online. We've been talking through this month who we are as a church. We've self-entitled this series, This is Cultivate, and maybe you've missed and you can go back and you can catch those messages on many different platforms or on our church app. But I want to remind us again this week before we begin today's message that this is not about a logo or a personality on a platform. This is not about a street corner. This is about us as the church, people who are coming together in community, following Jesus, doing what he's called us to do. And we feel every year it's good to go back and see all the reasons why we exist as a church, the why behind the what. It's so easy to come together and just become a routine of something. But Jesus prayed a prayer saying, God, I pray that uh, they would be one as you and I are one. Jesus prayed for unity amongst all of his kids. In other words, God, I hope all of my kids can play well together. And so we come together rallying around what we are unified by, what we stand on, what we are rallying to do together, our purpose together, what God's put us on this planet to accomplish through the local church. And for many of us, that just happens to be Cultivate Church. So this is Cultivate. All month, we're just kind of peeking behind the curtain of who we are as a faith family, a community of believers living together, life on purpose through Cultivate Church. In week one, we talked about being built to last. And we talked about standing on the validity and the totality of God's Word, that everything we do must be birthed, must be born, must be built on the truth of God's Word. Sadly, in our culture today, culturally, uh, it is rapidly deteriorating, the truth of God's Word, even in our churches. And so we just felt very impressed and convicted to say everything we're standing on is on the basis and the foundation of God's Word. Last week, we talked about a passion for people. And the reason that we exist as a church is because of people, because we have a passion for people. God has a passion for people. He sent His Son into the world to die for us so that we would all have relationship with him. Why? Because he's passionate about people and so are we. Everything we do is motivated by the lives of other people. That what God would do in us, he would do through us and all around us to touch the world around us. And this entire series is based on a statement that Jesus made out of Matthew 16 and 18. And it says, I will build my church. Jesus says, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Of all the things that Jesus could have built, he chose to build his church. Of all the things that Jesus could return for, the Bible says he will return for his bride, which is his church. Jesus, God is passionate about the local church. We believe that the local church is the hope of the world. So we take it very seriously, this assignment that God has given to us as the local church, as Cultivate Church, to live life on purpose. And so today, I want to share three things with us that really energize us, that make us do what we do, the vision that we have, the mission that we're on, what keeps us excited, what keeps us motivated, what keeps us pumped to do what God has called us to do. I titled your message today, Eternally Energized. Eternally Energized. We're energized by the thought of eternity. We're energized by the thought of what we can do to impact eternity, to help eternity to grow and to make a difference in people's lives today that literally will last all through eternity. I can't think about 
the word energize without thinking about the very classic mascot, the very classic marketing campaign of the Energizer Bunny. Did some of you may remember, especially in the early days, how popular the Energizer Bunny was. The Energizer Bunny began in 1989 with the slogan, it just keeps going and going and going. Some of you can remember that pink bunny walking around with a little drum, just beating the drum, and all the commercials that just displayed the fact that nothing could stop this bunny. He just kept going and going and going. As a matter of fact, the Energizer Company for the Energizer Bunny was an awarded, a special award for their marketing campaign. It's considered one of the greatest marketing campaigns of all time. As a matter of fact, even today in 2022, the marketing campaign still exists. They still use the Energizer Bunny. In 2016, they changed the slogan to simply, still going. I mean, used to, it was, it keeps going and going and going, and all these years later, it's just still going. That's how we see ourselves as the local church. That all of these years later, all the way from the foundation of Scripture, here we are today and we are still going. In the face of culture, in the face of shifting times, shifting beliefs, in the, in the shaping and the shifting and the molding and the making of what the enemy wants to do in the world around us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the local church, the hope of the world is still going. Why? Because we are eternally energized. We are, in, we are energized by the thought of eternity. And so today, I want to share three insights with you that I believe that we see as the local church, some things that we will do, the things that we lean on to keep us moving forward and keep us motivated. And what I want to encourage you in today is that maybe God would do this in your heart. I know that some of us are watching or listening and you don't even have a relationship with Jesus. And I get that. I understand that maybe you're curious about faith. You're curious about returning to a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're, re you're curious about initiating that conversation for the very first time. And I could tell you today that God created you on purpose and for a purpose. And some of these things that I'm going to share today may just resonate in your life. Some of us are watching and we're part of different churches or maybe you're part of Cultivate Church, but I hope that today's message would motivate you and encourage you to be more passionate, to be more energized about the things of God, more passionate about your purpose, more passionate about the local church, and to be eternally energized. The difference that we can make that would last into eternity. So let's pray together and let's just ask God's blessing on our time together in the Word today. So Father, thank you for all of my friends watching online today. I thank you for every single person who may be listening or watching but are receiving this word today, God, that we would be encouraged, that we would be motivated and convicted, God, to chase after you more passionately. God, you've put us on this planet for a purpose, and I want us to walk in it and embrace it and live it out so that we would be eternally energized together to do everything that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to give you three things today that us as a church as Cultivate Church. Here's what keeps us energized. Here's some things that motivate us toward eternity. Number one is that we see what others don't. We see what others don't. In other words, we may see something 
visible to us, real to us, very tangible to us, but the people around us may not see it. Other people may not recognize the opportunities that are in front of us, the difference that our lives can make, the difference and the impact of one life living life on purpose. When we come together collectively, man, we really believe that we can change the world around us. Here's what the Bible says about that in Proverbs 29 and 18. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. There's a few key things that I want you to notice here. Maybe underline it if you're where you can, taking notes digitally or maybe you're writing down on pen and paper. But the Bible says if people can't see what God is doing, underline that statement, what God is doing. I want to remind us today that God is still working. Even in 2022, I believe in the midst of the shaping of our culture, of all of the disagreement, of all the political stuff that's happening in our world around us, of all the changes that are being made in our families, in our way of thinking, in our feelings, look, it is an awesome opportunity for God to do more than He could ever do before. I believe that when we have the greatest need for God, we have the greatest opportunity for God to step in and do it. The question is, can you see it? Do you personally see the opportunity, what God is doing all around us and what God wants to do? Because if we can't, the Bible says, we just stumble all over ourselves. We miss it. We go through life living the nine to five, we go through life seeing what kind of position we can gain, what kind of possessions we can have, what kind of power we can possess, while all the while we are never satisfied. It is never sustaining. It is never fulfilling. It is never enough. We just stumble through this life all over ourselves. Our families become in dysfunction. We begin to live in, dis in depression or despair. We have all of the things that come to weigh us down because we're stumbling all over ourselves, not living or moving in our purpose and in our passions because we can't see what God is doing. But when we attend to what He reveals, we are most blessed. Listen, as a church, we can see what God is doing. We see what other people don't. And we have made a decision that we are going to attend to the things of God. It has become our passion. It's become our life. It has become our goal to attend to the things that God has given to us. And as a family, as a church, as a group of believers, we just believe in keeping the main thing the main thing. We believe in asking God to open up our eyes, to go beyond our traditions, to be go beyond what we've experienced in the past, but to see God so clearly. Many years ago, I began wearing glasses. Uh, my eyesight began to fade, and the reality was it happened so slowly that I did not even recognize that it was happening. I noticed it mostly at nighttime when I was watching television. I'd be sitting on the couch or laying in my bed looking at the TV, and when the words would come up on the screen, I would just think, I can't see that so clearly. And for a long time, I convinced myself I was just tired until one day I got up, and the closer that I walked to the TV, the more clear everything became. It was that day that I decided I need to go get my eyes checked. I went to the eye doctor and they confirmed what I had feared. Hey man, your eyes are failing you. You need glasses. And I'll never forget the day that they took a pair of glasses and they placed them on my face. The clarity in which I could see. 
It was almost as if everything in the room around me became 4D and I recognized what I had been missing all along. Today, every single day, I put on a pair of contacts. I didn't like wearing glasses, but I've got contacts on my eyes so that I can see things so clearly. What I'm asking for us today is to be able to embrace the vision of God to replace our inability to see with the things that He has given so that it comes to life and it becomes real and it becomes tangible and touchable and doable so that we can see the things that other people cannot see. At our church, at Cultivate Church, we see a place where the unknowing become fully devoted followers of Christ. Where the unknowing become fully devoted followers of Christ. What's the unknowing? It's people that just do not know. Many of us have friends, we have family members, we have co-workers that just don't know. They're stumbling all over themselves because they cannot see what you and I have been able to see. They don't have the vision. They're still seeing the world in a blurry way. And it's our job to help them to encounter the life-changing message and reality of Jesus that we believe that the unknowing would become fully devoted all in, 100%, life on purpose, followers of Jesus Christ. This year, currently 58 people have said yes to Jesus at Cultivate Church. They have connected with God. They have marked it on a connect card. They put their name. We've been able to send follow-up information. We've been able to pray for them and help walk with them in this brand new decision to follow Jesus because we believe in a place and an environment where people can fall in love with Jesus. 161 people in 2021, last year, said yes to Jesus at Cultivate Church. Why? Because we believe in it. Because we see the opportunity. We see the possibility. We see every Sunday gathering as one opportunity for God to send somebody into our building that does not have a relationship with Jesus. And we do everything that we can possibly do to introduce them into a relationship with Jesus. Why? Because we see what other people don't. We see hope for their life. In uh, 2012, when we launched our church until today, 1,423 people have said yes to Jesus at Cultivate Church. We're believing for life change because we see it. Where maybe someone has given up on you or given up on your family member and said it never will, they never can, it'll never happen, they'll never change. We don't see it that way. No, we see it the way God sees it. We see the possibility and we've chosen to attend to that. Here's what a girl named Taylor an incredible mom and a part of our church just very recently over the past several months. Here's what she said about coming to Cultivate. She said, a year ago, I was afraid to step back into church. She said, but little did I know I was about to step into one of the biggest blessings of my life. I walked into Cultivate Church nervous, hopeful, and optimistic. Yet fear of being judged, talked about because of my past sins, I was terrified. But I will never forget walking in and being welcomed instantly with what felt like a family I've known my entire life. As worship began, I noticed someone worshiping with their daughter with their hands held high and praising God. I lost it. I mean, complete tears. I fell to the ground and lost it. Worship was over and Jen Matthews started to speak. I was in complete shock at the authenticity and love for Jesus surrounding me. Let me tell you, he was so very present within that building amongst his people. Long story short, I fell in love with Jesus that day. I committed my life that very day to live life on purpose with Jesus. 
Since then, I've gone every Sunday. I've gotten plugged in. I serve. I literally witness our Savior through every single purpose person within the Cultivate community. I'm so beyond thankful for this church, for the family I've made, not only for myself, but for my family. I highly encourage you to just come and give it a chance. That is what we see. That's why we do what we do. That's what God sees. That's the story that God sees in every person that doesn't have a relationship with Him. He so longs for it. Everything He does is so that it would motivate us to come close to Him and have relationship with Him. And we see it the way God sees it. We see it in clarity because God has convicted us with it and we've committed ourselves to it to provide a place where the unknowing can become fully devoted followers of Christ. We see a place where people are equipped for their purpose. Did you know that you have a purpose? God's gifted you with a purpose. It's not just to live nine to five. It's not just to live for the weekend. It's not just to get one more boat so you can go to the lake. It's not just so that you can have one more trip to the beach or to the mountains. It's not just so that you can buy that one more thing. No, your purpose is for here and now on into eternity. It's greater than the life you're living. It's greater than what you think about yourself. And in this place, we see a place where people are equipped for their purpose. We do it through Roots and our C team. Roots is an awesome opportunity for you to to learn about your personality, your giftings, your spiritual gifts. It helps tell you how God has wired you and put you together. You can do that online in your pajamas to learn all about how God has created you. We want to help you find your giftings and find your strengths and find your sweet spot so that you can live life on purpose. We see this place as a place where life-giving churches are planted. Where we, beyond ourselves and our street corner, and our logo, and our personalities, and our place, we see it as the kingdom. Do you know that Cultivate Church is not the only church? There's great churches all across Shelby County, right here across the state of Alabama, across our country, and across the world. And we believe in helping duplicate ourselves through helping other people go and plant life-giving churches. Last year, we helped plant 64 churches out of every month. The budget and the income of our church goes out to other people to plant other life-giving churches who see what God sees and will do what other people won't do. We believe in a place where churches connect for resources and relationships. Many of you don't know this as a part of our church, but we have a network out of our church called The Vine Network. And we help pastors become ordained and licensed to be uh, pastors in churches and to be chaplains in the military and chaplains in their communities on the police departments. And we right now have 35 different pastors and leaders, chaplains across literally the world that are sent out of this house and out of our network as a blessing, not just for our community and our church, but literally reaches the world. Why do we do that? Because we see what other people don't. We have... um, relationships with churches who are being planted all across the country. Pastor Brandon Doss and Pastor Danielle, they give their time going across the country helping meet with other pastors and other leaders who want to plant churches. And they do marriage assessments to make sure their marriages are healthy and they're equipped and prepared for the hard work that is ahead in planting other churches. We do things not just for this house, but we do it for others because we see what others don't. I want to ask you a question today. What do you see? 
What do you see for your life? What do you see for the fruit of your life? What do you see God doing in you that's happening through you into the world that's around you? I want to ask you today that maybe if you have a little double vision in your life, if things seem a little foggy, if things seem a little blurry, I want to ask you to ask God to give you clarity so that you can see what other people don't. At Cultivate Church, we see this place as a hospital. We see this place as a place of hope. We see this place as a place of relationship and community and forgiveness and commitment and dedication and the ability to experience everything God has for us. That's what eternally energizes us because we see things that other people don't. Number two, we do what others won't. We do what others won't. Look what the Bible says. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Many of us have heard stories of the 12 disciples. We've read some of the incredible uh, stories out of Scripture about all the incredible things that these guys did. Many of you know the story of Judas and how he betrayed Jesus. And we know that he was one of the 12 who would walk away from Jesus. However, many of us don't stop to realize there were lots of disciples. There were lots of people who had devoted themselves to following after Christ and doing his work and said, hey, we're in on this. We're committed to this. We believe in this. We see what other people do not see. However, the breakdown was they were not willing to do what other people would not. Many of the disciples said this is very hard this is tough this is a tough life this doesn't always go the way we thought it was going to go this isn't the easy route to take so because they said this is hard the bible says they turned away and they deserted him many of the people who sat out on the journey deserted jesus it got tough it got hard they quit and they gave up all around us all around this world right now there are people who are quitting. They're giving up because it's hard. I want to ask you a question today. How close are you on the brink of giving up? Saying, I prayed and it didn't happen. I served and it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. This faith journey, this thing of following Jesus and a relationship with Jesus, it's tough. It's hard. I'm challenging you today. Don't quit. Don't give up. We are committed. We are eternally energized by doing what God has called us to do. We are willing to do the things that other people are not willing to do. One of the greatest struggles in most people's lives are our finances. We try to get more, we earn more so that we can have more. And that was never God's view. It was never God's desire to us to be chained to our resources and to our own desire of getting and gaining. No, God wanted us to be generous people. And as a church, we've decided that in this place, in this house, we're going to be generous people. Right now, standing here today, our church is 100% debt-free. Even in our new facility, we're 100% debt-free because we have chosen to do it God's way. We've chosen to do what other people are not willing to do. In the midst of that, last year, we gave $563,462.56 toward giving away, toward providing places for people to worship, providing uh, resources for missionaries, providing food and clothing and help to those who were in need. We gave away so much so that so many could experience life change, the hope of Jesus. We do what others won't. We supported last year 20 different organizations. We provided storm relief. We actually helped rebuild 
an entire mobile home community last year in Shelby County when the tornadoes came through and it ripped through people's homes that did not have insurance and did not have help and when some people said well that community should have or that community frankly should not even exist in our town we said these are God's people God loves them it's his sons his daughters we're gonna be the hands and feet of Jesus and we're going to do what others would not do we provided two home makeovers last year we provided Christmas for 163 different kids we provided a Christmas for hundreds of kids and wore Mexico. We didn't just send money. We didn't just send stuff. We sent people. We had people on the ground that went and served with their hands those children in Juarez, Mexico during Christmas. That's just a snippet. That's just a snapshot of things that we are going to do as a church. Our serve teams around here. Man, our serve teams, I cannot honor you enough. Our C team here at Cultivate Church. People who serve so selflessly every single week week in and week out, nights and days that are unseen that nobody knows about. Many of our teams arrive early, 6.30 a.m. every Sunday morning. Many of our teams stay way late in the afternoon when everyone is packed up and all the lights are off and people have concluded their day. We still have people who are serving long after the day is done. We have people who park and greet and seat and serve and teach and lead. We have people who make uh, special efforts for recovery centers around our state. Every single week we have a van on the road that drives and picks up people from recovery centers from across Birmingham multiple times a week so that they can provide a place, so they can experience a place where life change can take place because we see what others don't, so we're willing to do what others won't. We do celebrate recovery every Friday night. 12 Steps for Recovery every Tuesday night. We do students on Wednesday nights. We do large she gatherings for women every other month. We have small groups where we facilitate life change and community and conversation where people can come together and can grow in the relationship with Jesus. We keep the main thing the main thing. Ten years as a church, it's always been about the main thing being the main thing. Growing up, I've seen so many arguments about so many things in church. I've seen things abused. I've seen people abused. I've seen finances abused. I've seen mission and value and dedication and commitment all go to the wayside because of personalities and problems and people. But let me tell you, at Cultivate Church, we're going to do what other people will not do, and that's even keeping the main thing the main thing. So I'm going to ask you this question. What is it that you will do? What is it that you're doing right now that's impacting eternity? See, we collectively do this through the local church. And I would encourage you, if you don't have that home, you need to find a home in a local church and you need to commit to it. I'd invite you to be right here at Cultivate Church. There's no reason or excuse why you would not be loved or accepted right here at Cultivate Church. I don't care where you are. I don't care what circumstance you're in. There's a place for everybody right here at Cultivate Church. And whatever church that you decide that you feel at home and that you can grow in, I tell you, you are to give it a year of your life. You are to plug in, give it a year of your life, and just do everything that happens inside of that church. Join a serve team. Go to a small group. Be baptized, serve somebody, give, be generous. Do everything that the church asks you to do and then watch and see if your life doesn't begin to grow. I promise you, you'll begin to see other things that other people don't. You'll begin to do things that other people are not willing to do. Apply messages 
Apply what's talked about on Sundays. Pray, read, worship. Do all the things to discipline yourself in a community of believers. And I promise you, your eyes will be open. Your hands and your feet will begin to take action doing things that other people aren't willing to do. That's what keeps us eternally energized. And the number three, the last one I'll give you today, is that we believe what others perceive. We believe what others perceive. See, to perceive something is to know about something. You're aware of it. You know it exists. You know it's a, a thing. You know it's a possibility. You know there's some potential. But when you believe something, believing it, it becomes your conviction. And your conviction becomes your actions. Your actions become your lifestyle, your way of life. It's everything that you base your life on. Not only do we perceive it and know about the things of God, but we believe it. It's our conviction here at Cultivate Church. It's who we the Bible says in Matthew 9, 28-30, Jesus asked them, do you believe? I want to ask you that question today. Do you believe? I can make you see. And then they said, yes, Lord, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. Jesus is standing in the middle of people with great need. They needed a miracle to take place in their life. And there's nothing in the natural that they could do to solve that problem. Again, I'll tell you, the world can't give what the world doesn't have. And the world can't do what it cannot do. Only God has the ability to change things. We see that. Other people can't see it. The world can't see it. But at Cultivate Church, we see it. That's what motivates us to do what we do. It motivates us to do what other people will not do because we believe what other people only perceive. Jesus says, do you believe that I can heal you? And in their faith, they found their healing. Because of their faith, they were healed. And we're believing that because of our faith, because we stand on the truth of God's Word because we're willing to do, because we're willing to see, and because we're willing to believe, we know that God is going to show up and change the lives of people. Not just for here, but for eternally. We are eternally energized. This is us. This is Cultivate. Some people know about miracles, but we believe in them. Some people know that potentially they're possible, but we believe in it. Some people know that hope is available, that there are people who have hope, but see, we believe it. We believe and walk and live in the hope of Jesus. Some people know that change is possible, but we believe it. We see it. When other people can't see that change is possible, we see it. When other people won't serve someone, we'll go and we'll do it. When other people only perceive it, we're going to believe it. The convictions of your heart will determine the words of your mouth the actions of your hands, and the fruit of your life. Today I want to ask you, what do you believe? What do you believe in God for? Today your actions are actually a symbol of your belief. It's a sign. The actions of your life is an indicator of what it is that you really believe. See, if you really believe that there's potential and there's something greater in the power and the presence of God, then your actions will be backing up your beliefs. And today, if you would find yourself going, you know what? I found myself in the rat race of life, just living for the weekend, that nine to five, and get through the weekend to do it all over again. You found yourself looking for a position or for power or possessions, and you go, you know what? I'm missing the eternal aspect. 
I'm missing the eternal peace to know that there's more than this life. There's more than just the reason that I think I'm here. But no, God has put me here for a greater reason. He's put me on the planet to live my life on purpose. As a church, Cultivate Church, 10 years in, look, we see things that others don't. We have a vision for our life. We have a vision for this place. We have a vision for our church and our, our community. We have a vision for Shelby County. We have a vision for the world and the place that God has put us in. And we believe that we play a significant role in what God wants to do here on this earth. So we're willing to do what other people won't. And we're so convicted by it because we believe what other people only perceive. I'm asking you today, I'm asking you, to endorse, to embrace, living your life on purpose. There's more than the here. There's more than the now. I want you to be eternally energized. Can I pray for you today? Two things on my heart today. Number one, maybe you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've been listening or you're watching and you say, you know what? I find myself just without a significant purpose. I don't feel like I'm fulfilling my life with a greater purpose than myself. Well, can I tell you today that your relationship with Jesus, the freedom that comes through forgiveness of your sins and a relationship with Him, it will fill you with purpose. Today you will find out why God has put you on this planet, why there's breath in your lungs by only just saying yes to Jesus. And I want to pray that for you today. Maybe you're watching or you're listening and you're a part of a church or you used to be a part of a church or you find yourself just not being able to see clearly the way God wants you to see. You find yourself not really doing extra in purpose. and You find yourself just doing what everybody else is willing to do. And maybe you're only perceiving this life, this life on purpose, but you're not believing for it. And today I want to pray that we could all take one step closer to walk this out, this life on purpose. So I want to pray for you. So Father, for my friends today, I pray if any of us today does not have a personal relationship with you, God, we ask you to forgive us of our sin. Jesus, we choose to put you first in our life. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for dying on the cross so that we could be saved. We confess our sin and we accept you today as our Lord and as our Savior. From this day forward, Jesus, we're going to live differently. Life on purpose dedicated to you. And God, I pray for all of my friends watching right now. I pray that a desire for purpose and to live life on purpose, God, would just overwhelm each and every one of us. That we would be eternally energized. That our life would be bigger than the here and the now. Bring clarity to everything that we see. God, I just pray that you give us energy to do what other people will not do and help us to believe what other people only perceive. So God, you get everything out of who we are. This is Cultivate Church. We are eternally energized. Thank you for speaking to us and loving us today. Jesus, we give you all the credit. In Jesus' name, amen.